Today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Riley Gaines speaks to CBN News. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us a rating. Share this podcast with a friend. You can email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. We're getting through the news of the Cray each and every weekday morning at 7 a.m., bright and early. Joining me on this Friday, Junior, Dragons Phillips, Billy Hallowell. What is up, gentlemen? How are you on this fine morning? I'm doing great. I'm great. always excited to be here. Always yes. doing great. Always pumped. And we're always happy to have all of y'all here with us listening. Indeed. Email us. You Tell need... us that you're here because otherwise we don't know. Well, otherwise we don't know. <laughs> and we got we have to be getting through this together because it gets crazier and crazier each and every day. I'm not surprised. I've, I've given up, long given up on being surprised by what I see in the news. Like, for instance, the story you guys are covering today of this middle school boy who was punished for a shirt he wore but i loved his response yeah well he's wearing a t-shirt that just talks about a basic biological fact but in 2023 that can get you in a whole heap of trouble so we'll talk about that yeah there's a great have you guys seen the monty python bit from like 1978 or something and it's them literally parodying uh you know satire on what's happening right now and it's the guy saying he wants to be a woman and they're mocking it and it's hilarious yes. <laughs> and it's exactly the conversation that's happening now and uh it's wild wild to see all that play out but coming up on the main thing speaking of that issue riley Gaines talked to cbn's wendy griffiths shared the bible verse that keeps her going as she continues to fight to keep men out of women's sports so all that's coming up on the podcast and more but first we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And Prince Harry and Meghan Markle claim they were almost in a, quote, near-catastrophic car chase at the hands of a ring of what they called highly aggressive paparazzi. They said there were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging, end quote. They described it as a relentless pursuit lasting over two hours. New York Mayor Eric Adams had an interesting response. He said, you shouldn't be speeding anywhere, but this is a densely populated city. He added, I would find it hard to believe that there was a two-hour high-speed chase, but we'll find out the exact duration of it. So they're investigating right now to find out exactly what happened. Tim Keller's family has asked for continued prayers as the pastor and best-selling author He recently returned to the hospital amid his ongoing battle with pancreatic cancer. And Michael Keller said a brief health update on my dad. After being released from the hospital on Saturday, he returned late Sunday to receive additional care. So be in prayer for him and that family. And also outspoken Christian singer Megan Danielle continues to capture the heart of America as she sings her way into the TV reality competition American Idol. The Georgia native advanced to the top three on Sunday night. You can read those stories and more over at cbnnews.com. A lot going on there, guys. Obviously praying for Tim Keller and some positive health news there, hopefully soon. I'm just fascinated by this Prince Harry and Meghan Markle deal because I'm 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 confused. I'm very confused. Obviously, you you have emotions here because of what happened to their to Prince Harry's mom, right? You know, it's very similar sounding in this, but nobody has video of the cars in this supposed high-speed chase, but 
I'm just wondering, why would you need to flee at a high speed from someone taking pictures of you? I, I get it's annoying, okay. but, I, but the speeding, I have questions. That's all I'm saying is I have questions. Okay, two things. There are cameras everywhere, right, in yeah. New York, yeah. right? So, so if this happened, I'm sure that, you know, we'll see the footage. But the, the second part of it, though, I mean, I just drove into the city the other day. My wife drives in every single day. I would love to know where you're able to go faster <laughs> yeah. than five miles per hour. Right. Um, I would love to know because I would love to drive there. So please. Somebody, yeah. You know, where are these empty lying. roads in New York City? Saying, right. Where, where are these like country roads that this high speed chase <laughs> up and up? But I'm not I'm not saying it didn't happen. I I'm just the other thing, too, is why does it need to be a public statement if it happened? I don't know. I. I just, to me, it's like, uh, is this keeping up with the Kardashians? Like, why are we putting out a statement that this horrible thing happened? Unless people are asking for it, which I, I don't know, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, well, that's been the the rub with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry from day one, right? Is they want to be, uh, privacy is so important to them that they've signed a multi-year contract <laughs> with Netflix to document their entire life. So, yeah, I think that's the big question is, is privacy really that important to you? And I, I think an educated guess would be no. Right. Uh, so, but I, I'll take them at their word. This legitimately happened. And if it did, I think, you know, that it's concerning, right? That paparazzi feel like they can, obviously they're free to do it. A celebrity is held to a different standard publicly than a private citizen is. And you kind of acknowledge it. You're giving that up when you become a famous person and you engage in, uh, in, in famous person things. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm sure it's it's tormenting to have paparazzi following you every single place that you go. But at the same time, like I just said, I, it, I don't get the impression Megan is upset about no. all the attention she's getting. I mean, they went to an award thing in, in New York City. That's why they were there. 2023 Women of Vision by Gloria Steinem. So she had to be there for that. But if you're so put off by paparazzi following you around, why are you going to the most high-profile city practically in the entire world? It's either there yeah. or L.A. where you're going to find paparazzi. There, there's no paparazzi in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, where I live. So, no. I mean, go buy a farm over here if you guys want your anonymity and your Netflix deal and you just want to hang out. Don't go into New York City and, and expect to have no cameras there. And, and again, yeah. I'll just I'll say it one more time. I don't understand why you have to speed away from people taking pictures of you. It's it's well, annoying. Is it annoying? Yes, it's annoying. But like you said, Trey, it's part of the deal when you're famous. Why are you speeding away? Why are you going in the car? Go, get out of here. We can't have a picture taken of us. Like, just let them flash. I, I don't know. I don't well, understand, and, but I'm not a just, royal. Okay, and I'm not a royal either, but let me just read this line. This is from the WABC coverage in New York. The pursuit lasting over two hours resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road and pedestrians. It, this went on for two hours. What, what Was there not a location that they could go to where they would be able to get it? Two hours, which then again, two hours in New York City could be an inch down the road. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I will say like... It, it has to be, it really does have to take a toll on your health, your mental health, right? Even though you are just letting them take their pictures, you're a celebrity, you know, it's, it comes with the territory. But still, that that does have to be difficult to, to, to deal with these people invading your privacy all the time. And I know that I am completely by myself yeah, in saying this. I, but you're I, walking like, out on seen, an island here, Trey. <laughs> no, no, no. We have seen child celebrities who were chased and chased and chased by paparazzi who ended up having significant problems when they got older. And I don't, I mean, obviously there's a lot that goes into that, but I do think being hounded by people all day long as if you're an object is 
part of part of that problem. Uh, so, you know, again, I know that I'm completely by myself. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. But I do think, again, some of that goes back to Megan and her behavior, right, is I want to be a celebrity. I'm going to sit down with Oprah and talk about how yeah. awful it is to be treated the way I'm treated. It's like it, right. you and- clearly – don't care. Right. To me, what you're talking about is a separate issue from fleeing from the paparazzi. Like there's no, there is no reason to drive your car fast. You're at an awards event. You just came out of getting an award at a gala. Right. That's that's the whole picture not taken. Right. That's the, the, right. Did you run? Did you sprint out of the gala when cameras came up onto the, onto the stage? Like, Oh no, there's cameras. I need to run away. I, I, that's what I don't understand. Like why there was yeah. a need to run away. You're in a car. I think they were first in an SUV and then they later got into a taxi. No, I get it. But I agree. Like I you're agree. in a, you're in an SUV with tinted windows. Let them take pictures of the SUV. Yeah, and the police did confirm that from what I've, I've seen that they were uh, there were people on sidewalks driving up on sidewalks. You know, it was chaotic, right? So I'm not denying that it happened. I just find it completely bizarre that this two hour escapade throughout the streets of New York City went on and nobody thought to drive into an apartment or go, right. to drive into like a, a parking garage or something. I don't know. Right. Yes, it's all very bizarre, and I'm sure we'll get answers or probably not. But yeah, uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> but nevertheless. We shall leave it there. To be continued, is this the next Jussie Smollett story or not? Let's go into our next story now. Probably best for everyone involved. A middle school boy was punished recently for wearing a shirt to class. Trey, what was on this shirt and what was the punishment? You know, when I first saw the headline, I was thinking, oh, it's got to be something pretty inflammatory or like, you know, pretty, uh, I don't know, insensitive, violent, maybe even sexual for him to to be uh, taken out of the classroom. Uh, But no, that nothing at all uh, controversial. Well, I take that back. In 2023, it's very controversial, but it certainly shouldn't be. Uh, So the words that were on his shirt were, there are only two genders. Mm. Uh, That T-shirt caused an entire uh, entire breakdown in the classroom. He was pulled out of his class uh, by the teacher. Administrators made him take off that T-shirt, change into a different T-shirt that didn't have on such a a politically charged uh, five-word message on it as, uh, as, as his previous shirt did. Now, mind you, this is a 12-year-old boy. His name is Liam Morrison. He's in the seventh grade. This first incident happened in uh, late March. Uh, then on May 5th, after several weeks, obviously, after uh, after having this first incident, uh, he was asked again to change his T-shirt. Uh, this time he wore one that said, quote, there are, there are censored genders. At that point, he was obviously kind of poking fun uh, at the school and the administrators for having forced him to change uh, his T-shirt. Uh, he's actually spoken out uh, to the school board directly uh, and addressed this issue. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting story and a crazy time that at you know in 2023 uh, he's getting kicked out of a classroom for a T-shirt that says uh, a scientific fact. Mm. A very very interesting, probably more so disturbing story than anything yeah, else. Sure. What um how did the school handle it and what's Liam saying now? Yeah, so the school is saying that they just stand by their decision. They're saying that he uh, violated a school policy because he promoted a, an opinion uh, that would be offensive to other people. And this is actually what Liam said uh, when he spoke to the school board. He said, I've been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a 
right to their beliefs just as I do. Even I, at 12 years old, have my own political opinions and I have a right to express those opinions. Uh, he went on to say, even at school, this right is called the First Amendment to mm. the Constitution. Uh, so he's standing his ground. Yeah, and he and if anyone's seen his speech before the school board there, he, he had a great delivery for such a young man. Um, I, I really enjoyed the way he presented that. But what are the next steps for the family now? Yeah, so the Morrison family has actually employed the Massachusetts Family Institute. That's a conservative uh, Christian uh, legal advocacy uh, firm, essentially. So Sam Whitting, he's a staff attorney for MFI. He actually told Fox News this week that he would be filing a lawsuit against the school on Morrison's behalf, quote, in the near future. Uh, but he didn't, dis- uh, he didn't give a specific date. He said, uh, we believe that we're going to get a win on this. Uh, I mean, I really can't think of a better fact pattern to vindicate a student's First Amendment rights than this situation. He said Liam has the same right in school to discuss his views on sexuality as he would anywhere else, as long as he's not causing a disruption that affects the operations of the school. Now, you could argue that his uh, T-shirt was a disruption, but it wasn't a disruption until the teacher pulled him out of the classroom. Uh, so it's it's a like you said, it's a disturbing case. Yeah, indeed. And it, look, it's emblematic of what we're seeing all over the all over the country right now. And this debate on this issue is not going away. Unfortunately, it seems people want to continue bringing it up and defending one side or the other. And I think we would all just be better off, guys. Maybe we could all agree on this. If we could just have a little bit of a spine, whatever side of the aisle you fall on, and have a discussion and leave it at that. You cannot be so triggered by what someone's wearing on a shirt. No matter what it says, just let it go. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I agree that it's I agree that it's problematic and that this you know, student speech doesn't stop just because you walk through a door. Right. But schools have repeatedly tried to ban any messaging on shirts, right? This has been something some school districts have had these rules for a long time. I think the problem you have in this case, if your argument is that no political speech, which by the way, there are attorneys who would say that that's not okay. You can't ban political speech. Right. But if you say no political speech is welcome, is he going to be treated the same way as somebody wearing an LGBTQ pride right. shirt? And we know the answer is no, right? So, right. so that's, that is the issue. If you were going to have an across the board, we're not going to have any of these messages. I could say I disagree with that, but I would understand why, because it is, pull back for a minute, it is distracting to the school day to have these kinds of messages on shirts. It's creating drama, it's creating problems, and it it's a, it is problematic. So I understand the argument, but anyway. Well, it, well I mean... Yeah. Ahead, I was Jack. just going to say, if, if, if you're, we're going to take Liam at his word, which is that there are pride posters hung throughout right. the school, that there are diversity posters. So the school is embracing and endorsing a political perspective, and they're using their platform and their authority to promote that ideology. The, the unfortunate reality, the disturbing reality is that we live in a culture now where promoting LGBTQ uh, lifestyles, that's seen as the middle road, right? Yeah. That's not seen as having right. a that's perspective. Neutral. Yeah, that's just be that's neutral ground when in reality, though, it's not. Uh, so that's the rub here that I think is 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 where the friction has come. Yeah. And it's absolutely a belief system. The whole worldview of the LGBTQ, et cetera. That's a worldview. And the school, like you said, Trey, that was exactly the point I was going to bring up as well. They seem more than happy to promote that. But then the minute somebody challenges that that's what's causing the disruption 
not the other way around. So um, yeah. kudos to this young man, regardless of um, uh, everyone's views. Hey, he stood up for what he believed in. And I think we should be allowed in a country. That's what I'm saying. We're better off if we talk about these things and hash out these ideas. That's how you actually progress as a society, not trying to shut down any possible thing that could potentially offend. So kudos to this young man. And that's going to take us to the main thing today. Riley Gaines is a former swimmer at University of Kentucky who finished behind Leah Thomas, the infamous um, man who identifies as a woman now and then competed against women and uh, took home top honors there at the NCAA championships. And Riley Gaines finished behind him. And she's been on a quest ever since that time to try to keep men out of women's sports she sat down with CBN's Wendy Griffith to talk about the Bible verse that keeps her going and a whole lot more on today's main thing. Keep female sports female. These days, Riley Gaines is making a bigger splash outside the pool. From countless interviews to standing before Congress, Gaines has become the face of saving women's sports. It takes a brain and common sense and fifth grade biology level understanding to realize that this is blatantly unfair. The 23-year-old who swam for the University of Kentucky made a name for herself as one of the fastest female college swimmers in America. But last year, she was forced to compete against Leah Thomas, a six-foot-four male, formerly known as Will Thomas, for the NCAA National Championships. Despite his obvious physical advantage, Gaines tied the trans swimmer for fifth place in the 200 freestyle finals. But then the unthinkable happened. Despite the tie down to the 100th of a second, officials gave the trophy to Thomas. I'm a 12-time All-American, so it's not the trophy. But why? Why are you giving this trophy to Leah? What's your thought process? And he was not prepared to answer this because... They hadn't been questioned on anything they'd done thus far. And so he says, well, Leah has to have the trophy for pictures. Um, you can pose with this one, but you'll give it back. You go home empty handed, Leah takes the trophy home. And that's what thrusted me over the edge. When they reduced everything that I'd worked my entire life for, all of us girls who were at that meet, what we'd worked our entire life for, they reduced that down to a photo op to validate the feelings of a male at the expense of our own. Another surprise, Riley and the other female swimmers discovered Thomas, a fully intact male, was sharing their locker room. At that moment, Riley knew nobody was coming to rescue them. I was waiting for a coach, a parent, another swimmer, someone with political power, someone within the NCAA, someone to stick up for us. But then it, the realization hit me that if we as female athletes weren't willing to stick up for ourselves, how could we expect someone else to stick up for us? Why did the NCAA allow this to happen? Truthfully, it's a classic case of fear-mongering. I mean, the NCAA, they were terrified to make a decision. They know better than anyone, especially being a, an organization that covers sports, the differences between man and woman when it comes to athleticism or sheer strength. Current NCAA transgender policy defers to individual sports and their governing boards, and female swimmers seem to have no voice. Here's Leah Thomas speaking against them. They're using the guise uh, of feminism to sort of push transphobic uh, beliefs. It makes someone transphobic to acknowledge that there are two sexes, to acknowledge no matter what, you cannot change your sex, to acknowledge that women deserve 
equal opportunities and we deserve safety and fairness and privacy in locker rooms and areas of undressing, my kind of petty response is, okay, well, you're a misogynist. If you're going to sit here and call me transphobic, then you have an utter disregard for women and our own physical uniqueness. As a believer, um, have you forgiven him? Absolutely. There's, there's no animosity in my heart. So when people want to call me names like Thomas has and like others have Democrats, um, representatives and politicians, they'll throw at you. I'm so secure with myself and that's because of my faith. In April, Riley's faith was tested while speaking at San Francisco State University when a mob of transgender activists physically and verbally attacked her. The first thing I thought was, these people look so hateful and sad. I, I immediately just wanted to pray for them. I just felt sorry for them more than anything. So you were hit in the face, is that right? Yeah, there was, um, there was hundreds of people. Um, who were yelling, I mean, awful things that they wanted to do to me. Did you fear for your life? Absolutely, I did. They kept using the term, we fight back. And I'm like, where have I just heard this? The press secretary of the Biden administration, the day before, the day before, she comes out in a press conference and says our trans community are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. And so I'm sitting there listening to this. And this is coming from the top. This is what's being encouraged. The next day, the university denied the attack on Riley and called it peaceful. Are you afraid? I'm not afraid of being called names. I'm not afraid of being attacked. What I'm afraid of is not standing for the truth, not fighting for this next generation. That's what I'm scared of. For now, Riley, who married her college sweetheart and fellow swimmer last year, says she's putting her dreams of going to dental school on hold as she commits her time and energy to saving women's sports. So far, she's testified before Congress and several states, including Texas and Virginia. She says when the fight gets tough, she likes to refer to her favorite Bible verse, Romans 8:18, Where our present sufferings aren't worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. And I always thought that was so applicable to swimming because it's truly suffering. <laughs> I mean, those practices, but I constantly remind myself, it will be worth it. Our Bible tells us it will be. Wendy Griffith, CBN News, Nashville. All right, Wendy, thanks so much for that interview there with Riley Gaines. And guys, just like that young man who is speaking up at his school for truth, you have Riley here doing the same thing. And it's, it is great to see people that are willing to take a stand. Absolutely. It's, a, it's an important story. And I think it's one that we're going to be dealing with more and more as a culture. So yeah. it's good to talk about it. All right. Hey, we have time for one last thing here on the podcast today. Uh, where do we want to take a look? So we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 10.23. It says, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything builds up. And I think that's just such an important verse when lines for good decisions and wise decision making get so blurry when our culture is coming at us from all different directions. So it's important to just get back to basics and trust what the Lord says in his word. Yeah, absolutely. And just because something is allowable does not mean it's going to be profitable for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. The God of the self culture we're in, you know, it's it's not good. We got to be discerning. All right. Good spot to leave it here on this Friday Junior edition of the podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button. Let's get that notification. We're here every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Getting through the news of the cray. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We shall be back here tomorrow. With more, God bless. See you then.